Rusty Quill presents. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of Circe Confidential. And I'm really happy to have a special guest on this particular episode. We have Belinda Roddy, who is the voice of Pragma, the love of Thyra. How's it going, Belinda? Oh my goodness, it has been it has been crazy on my end, uh, for better or for worse. But I'm happy to be here. <laughs> cool. All right, let's kick things off. Um, first question: Is Cersei your first voice acting job? It is officially my first voice acting job. Oh, cool. um, you know, <laughs> I have. Uh, you know, I've obviously, you know, I've done fun little voices for recordings with friends mm-hmm. and things like that. But, you know, if you were thinking like a first official, like, hey, let's cast you and you record and we publish it. Uh, it really is the first time I've ever had the chance to be a part of the podcast space. I'm say you have your, um, I'm sure what it is now, your uh, Facebook group. I'm sure you've invited me before. I've My been online able to do theater company. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I run an online theater company currently named OK Zoomer Theater Company, in mm-hmm. which um, that really was a way to get me back into acting, especially during the pandemic. I actually um, used to do a lot of theater when I was younger, and then I switched more to writing. Um, so I've actually helped, uh, write, uh, mini shows for Ostium before. Mm. And, um, mm-hmm. so that was kind of my niche. And then when I got to go back to a- acting in the online space, it was really refreshing. And so I've had a lot of opportunities, you know, sadly because of the, of the pandemic, <laughs> something good that came out of the pandemic. So, you know, if one thing uh, the pandemic has done is it's made the world realize, Hey, actually remote recording is okay. It doesn't yes. always have to be in a fancy studio. That we can't afford <laughs> very true very true so um since you've done this now would you like to do i'm guessing you'd like to do more voice acting oh absolutely i'm very interested mm-hmm. in doing more voice acting i'm interested in um you know playing around a bit more because um you know obviously pragma has a certain sound uh to her voice mm-hmm. um and and i'm very curious if someone were to you know to cast me in a certain way uh in a certain role 
I'd be like, okay, what kind of voice you, can I do now? Mm-hmm. I've always joked that like, you should, you should get me for your teenage anime <laughs> voice. Yep. I can do it really well, but I think it, the market for that is a little bit saturated. So Right. But you could do a, um, I'm sure I remember what they call it, I don't remember what they call it, but like a, a um, not a mixtape, like a, a, a reel, demo. basically. You make yourself a reel, demo reel, yeah, and you can do all yeah. the different voices and stuff. I just need a little bit, I need. I would need some time to like do the recording yeah. and everything. And I can be a bit mm. impatient with recording. Um, <laughs> so it's just a matter of me, you know, going, buck up, here we go, and record during <laughs> the time in which my cat is not screaming for food. <laughs> And I do say I do enjoy your recordings because you always include lots of uh, commentary on yourself and what you're saying <laughs> and what you're thinking and stuff. And it just makes it way more entertaining, makes it great fruit. Yeah, uh, got outtakes and everything. Yeah, yeah. Plenty and, of and knowing you as a, as a good friend, it's just like, oh, it's yeah, it's Belinda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Do you want me to mention yeah, like actually yeah. how we know each other because we've known each other for yeah, sure. You, a can, while. you can spit it up. Yeah. yeah. So fun fact: uh, 2013, uh, back when I was still living Gosh, in the city of San Rafael in the Bay Area. <laughs> Um, I was hired to be a bookseller at the newest Copperfields bookstore in that city. And wouldn't you know it, Alex was the assistant manager there. Um, so we actually got to work for a few years. And I remember the days we'd be closing. We just start blasting Pink Floyd uh, on the speakers because we knew we wouldn't bother anybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody was gone. Uh, and yeah, then, um, you know, I went to education and, and Alex, you went into your own creative endeavors and everything like that. And uh, kept doing the writing stuff, but went into a, a more, yeah, yeah but, job in the post office. <laughs> yeah. By September of this year, we will have known each other mm-hmm. for a decade. Wow. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Did you ever, did you ever come up on the roof? I can't remember if I, I did that. That was in the early where because we, I actually opened the bookstore and got it all I set up. I never had and, to do that. I think the okay. roof situation was for me. I came in in the bookshelf situation, mm-hmm. yeah, which yeah. we had to originally like set up the bookshelves, start putting in the stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. By that point, the electrical work and everything had pretty much been done. It was just a matter of of you know you and and the manager at the time going okay now we need people to actually start yeah. the store it was cool to do that go through that whole process and do it but yeah it uh, i think it was i only did it a couple of times but there was like a ladder to the roof and i'm like okay let's take a break and let's all go up on the roof because we never we did that to. unfortunately <laughs> but i do remember going with a couple of people to get sandwiches at the nearby deli that was mm-hmm. a good time yeah and, yeah. and some fun author events too Yes, very, very fun. Brandon Sanderson and uh, mm-hmm. lots of Giants correspondents and journalists. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good stuff. Cool. So how did you discover podcasts? So I, I feel kind of bad about this. I'm actually, I don't listen to an, an, a, a huge amount of podcasts. That's actually mm-hmm. more uh, my wife, which we'll go into a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, one podcast I've been listening to and also watching because they have a video element. I really started getting into podcasts with a, uh, a lovely, very not vulgarly named podcast called What the Fuck is Wrong with You? <laughs> and uh, it's through the podcast Radio Dead Air um, which is run by this gentleman named Nash Bozard. And I'm a huge fan of his work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his music selection, his commentary on certain things like Doctor Who and, you know, fantasy genre and things like that. And then for a segment, he would just go over with his co-host Tara um, all these stories from around the world of people just being crazy or stupid or weird, you know, these actual news stories that they cover and talk about. So that was my real first foray. Um, I have listened to a number of different podcasts before. Um, this Might Get Weird is one I, I listened to with Grace Helbig and Mamrie Hart. 
Um, I dabble into some podcasts, a lot of kind of just sort of chatting podcasts in which like, you know, what's up with you? What is something you've been working on? Um, and then also I'm, I'm a fan of, you know, when I can find podcasts that kind of talk about, you know, like history is gay, you know, for example, mm-hmm. it's a great podcast. One. Too. Um, and then really it was Ostium. You know, I started listening to Ostium before, uh, before you, for you, Alex, you, um, you asked me, Hey, would you be interested in doing some writing? Mm-hmm. I was already listening to Ostium right. at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was really the first real fictional podcast that I listened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, every other podcast I listened to was a very much a bend of commenting on current events or commenting mm-hmm. on, you know, our own life experiences or giving people advice who called in and things like that. Um, you know, my wife will listen to things like my favorite murder and, and things mm-hmm. like that. So I'll occasionally, like when she's cooking in the kitchen, I'll hear a podcast go, and I'll be like, Oh, what are you listening to now? So that's kind of been, I, I I'm definitely more of a, a podcast dabbler than like a really mm-hmm. like, I have a very invested set of podcasts that I listen to, but like a couple of them definitely I listen to quite frequently. Um, I was gonna say you mentioned a few favorites. Do you have any other ones? <laughs> um, not that I can think of off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but I'm sure once this interview is over, I'll be like, oh, crap. <laughs> that one thing. and that one and that one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that always happens. Like I have friends who are super into D and D podcasts. I haven't mm-hmm. quite gotten into them, even though I'm a huge player of Dungeons that's, and Dragons. I mean, that's like the uh, so there's the true crime, you know, insanity yeah, genre of podcasts, and then there's the players. RPG. Yeah, yeah. D&D yeah, absolutely. Stuff. It's like, own world. Yeah, people, you know, people watching that, listening to that pod, and uh, you know, um, you know, li- you know, watching Critical Role and things like that. I, I mm-hmm. haven't quite gotten into that, um, but you know, I think those are some of the favorites I can already think of. Is you know, like people things like <laughs> "What the fuck is wrong with you?" and uh, you know, because it's yeah. just it's it's more like "What the fuck is wrong with you?" is a podcast in which I feel like I can just sit down and feel better about my own experiences in life than the others in mm-hmm. the stories. So <laughs> a little bit of schadenfreude, I guess. What yep. can you do? <laughs> so uh, what do you like most about performing the role of Pragma? Um, you know, one thing I really appreciate about Pragma is that, you know, when I first got the role, I know it's really easy when you're giving a role of royalty to put on sort of an air that feels a little inorganic. And mm-hmm. when I got the role of Pragma, I assumed that she was not someone who... Um, necessarily followed the rules obviously to the letter when i actually started thinking about the voice for pragma it was really difficult at first because i didn't know if i just wanted to go for just kind of a straight no accent approach or if i wanted to go really posh and posh just didn't really work for me and i did send in a couple of versions and i was like which one sounds better to you Mm -hmm. and we ended up with a voice that was um if you've heard the podcast um the way the way her voice is is that it's very it's very like you can tell she's she's good with elocution. She's gotten those lessons and everything, but she never gets too much in her own head. She allows herself to be introspective and reflective. And that's one thing I really love about her character is that, you know, one thing I enjoy is that she is someone when you actually listen to her thoughts, she she's candid. She's mm-hmm. adventurous. Uh, she's defiant. Uh, she does what her heart says, uh, sometimes more than her head. And I relate very much to that in a lot of ways, you know, going against the grain of expectations, whether it's a family or, or, uh, the education system or we live in a society, um, (laughs) 
But, uh, you know, I, I think it's something I've just really greatly enjoyed about her and the experience and also just the raw emotion that I've had to dive into. And again, I'll talk about that a little bit more as well in some of the mm-hmm. discussion we have actually about Tyra right. and uh, mm-hmm. Plaza being, uh, being... But I do, I do love just hearing how much you've... Cause there technically isn't that much pragma out there yet yet because <laughs> uh, you have your so much to me yeah that's, that's what i love about it because there's a mini series and then there's the one episode of Austin in season five but i love just how much you've given the character life already and there's going to be so much more to come so that's what's exciting about it i mean to your credit alex the little you've given me has been so rich that i've had a lot to to work with you've given me a very mm-hmm. big playground to enjoy so um i think i think that's what's really helped is that with even though she hasn't had you know the pragma series you know yeah, yeah. what has been out there has painted a really lovely picture of a, of a character who you know there's definitely some, some there are definitely some really lovely tropes you can see in there that have worked really well across the genre which is a little bit of peppering of not you know Prague was a character in which you can understand some of the beats and expect them then she sort of surprises you in different mm-hmm. ways you know like okay so she you know the, the defiant princess story you know we've heard <laughs> that but oh here's something a little bit more interesting that we can kind of nibble at mm-hmm. cool um so you mentioned having a little tr- trouble with the um want accent to go with have you had any other challenges you felt in doing the role um mostly it's just been you know obviously the thing that's really funny that you that you mentioned that because i'm an english teacher by trade uh i'm a mm-hmm. high school english teacher so you would think that um i'm really good at saying big words <laughs> in a long sequence one thing that pragma does and i love the writing in this it's very much her character but when she is introspective she's not always concise Mm-hmm. And no. um, what that means is, is that, and you can vouch for me on this, there are several takes of me just flubbing my lines. Like, <laughs> yep. Blah, 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 fuck. Nope, that's yeah, not yeah. it at all, you know. <laughs> and, and, and she's forced me to slow down. Um, mm-hmm. Some of you hearing this right now might be like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize the actor could speak so fast. Um, <laughs> because Pragma requires me to take my time and reread and reread and reread each line that she has, not just to be able to pronounce it properly, but, but to be able to understand the nuance of what she's saying. So yeah, there have been plenty of outtakes of me just going like, that's mm-hmm. not the line. That's not what I'm <laughs> supposed to say. So um, yeah, I think it's, you know, for me, it's definitely... And if you're not on our Patreon, you should join, and then you can get access to some you of those. You can get outtakes. access to my <laughs> lovely outtakes of me just completely tanking on lines. Um, I think really what's interesting is that it's been, you would think it's hard, it's been harder for me to do the emotional side and mm-hmm. the content side. It's actually been more difficult to just get the feel of it, especially since this is mm-hmm. my first official voice recording right. game. There's been kind of a steep learning curve. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm almost like the way you were saying it too, with the having to slow her down. It's almost like her mind's running so fast, but she needs to to get out what she wants to actually say. She has to slow it down. You know, I I relate <laughs> to that a lot too, as a teacher, because I have so much I want to say to my students, and then I have to remember not everyone can think <laughs> that fast. They relate a lot to Pragma in that way, in which Pragma goes, "I have a lot of thoughts in my head, and it's sometimes incredibly difficult to just get them out." <laughs> That's the way I think actually, um, I because I often, for my part, when I'm doing recordings and stuff too, I notice the same thing, and I think it's more just coming as a writer, of, you know, of just narrative fiction as opposed to a playwright or screenwriter or anything. Right. But I think that's maybe what it comes from, but. 
it then creates very interesting characters out of it. So I'm all happy about it. Definitely, definitely. So um, what equipment and software do you use to record? This is going to be the shortest recorder <laughs> ever. I need, I I need part numbers, everything. <laughs> I use Audacity and a, no, I, I don't use Audacity anymore, no. actually. Mm -hmm. I actually go on my wife's computer and use Adobe. <laughs> And I use a Yeti Adobe Audition, right? Is it? I do use Adobe Audition, and I use yeah. a, a Yeti microphone. I originally tried to use Audacity. I think I used Audacity for a Minnesota I narrated, and then I remember mm. we tried it, and I sent it to you, and you were like, "Belinda, I'm really sorry. The audio is just garbage." <laughs> and um, I was like, "Okay." And I turned to my wife and I said, "Listen, can I just use your computer, your software? You have the good stuff, or right. you know, in Adobe's case." you have the one company that's monopolized most of the market in this way. And she goes, okay, well, you have to tell me when you, you want to do it. So I know I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not using my computer. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's again, been a learning curve with making sure, you know, working with the Yeti, I can sometimes make out with the mic a little too much <laughs> and because I've had to work so hard on my speech uh, due to an early, early childhood speech impediment. Um, sometimes I means that means my consonants are a little too sharp and it picks mm -hmm. up so easily on the mic that yes. sometimes you have to do multiple takes because I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, that's going to pop. That's fuzzy. Um, yep. but I've been getting the hang of it. And sometimes when I hear the edited version, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so clean. <laughs> I think Alex well, there, there are, uh, there are various filters and things. One of my favorites is called the D click. That will yes. run through and pull out all the clicks and stuff. The and then the, 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 the story I always like to share is if you want, you can actually um, do run that through and then flip it. So all you hear is mouth sounds and clicks. And it sounds like some weird alien language. That would. Very disturbing. I think that, would my, that would scratch my brain in yeah. the absolute worst mm -hmm. way. Like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> oh, God. Mm -hmm. I, it, you know. I, I feel bad for anyone with misophonia who would have to hear that. Yeah, Good yeah. Lord. Um, I will say, I think, because uh, I've used Audacity, I still use it for different things. Um, I think it was more probably your mic situation there. As I think to it was. Yeah. I think it was, but I also think part of it is me being a lot of, pretty much a novice with a lot of audio mm -hmm. systems. Um, you know, with Audacity, there's still a lot I have to learn with the way to use it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's not so much the program and, uh, you know, it doesn't, it's not so much, much the program as it is, like you said, you know, I was, I wasn't using the proper mic. I was using a headset at the time. And I think that was when we were starting to, you know, I think we had already invested in the microphone because I know my wife wanted one and, um, mm -hmm. you know, and again, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> teaser we're um, really building the suspense here and it's very yeah, cool so we're doing so good with this um <laughs> yeah. but yeah i think yeah i think you're right i think just me just getting the hang of actually using the technology the proper technology is what really what made my sound significantly better right so now you've got some recording sessions under your belt do you have a uh, kind of routine you go with surprisingly no you know you think i would you think i would have you know warm-ups and start doing some tongue twists maybe that's what i should do no no pre-opera or anything <laughs> yeah maybe i should do some tongue twisters though because again we've mentioned how sometimes uh pragmas uh 
vocabulary and dialect can sometimes mm -hmm. throw me for a loop. Maybe that's what I need to do. One of my but here again, this is the beauty of, of of recording. You're not in a studio, you're not seeing the dollars tick by with each yeah. second or anything. So it's like exactly. you take as long as you need to get it right. I mean, I've Trevor and everyone saying, you know, you can record naked if you want, whatever you need to do. <laughs> no one's gonna know, but if it helps you, you know, get that voice how you want it, you do it. Yeah, I think the only thing I might do a little bit regularly, and, and you can vouch for this, is that sometimes I have a little conversation before I get started. <laughs> is, hey, how's it going? Hope you're doing okay. And uh, you let me know if you need me to re-record anything. And uh, mm -hmm. and again, kind of have this a little bit of conversation as I'm as I'm recording, like, okay, I got that done. Or like, oh, hell yes, I did it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yep. Um, that's not, uh, well, not, not, not to downgrade or anything, but that's not unique to you. A lot of voice actors do that because it feels very kind of lonely when it's just you there with the mic and the script yeah. and stuff. But, oh, and this yeah. way, it's almost like we're having a conversation, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's kind of what I do. But I don't, I, but one of my favorite tongue twisters, actually, I love doing this one is one smart fellow, he felt smart. One smart fellow, he felt smart. One smart fellow, he felt smart. And uh, one thing I love is when my students try to do it because I teach them how to properly recite mm -hmm. their presentations they'll always accidentally say one fart smell or he smell farts. <laughs> and, and laughter ensues. <laughs> I, I, I always go, ha ha, you said fart smeller. Um, but it really loosens up the throat and the body and everything mm -hmm. like that. So maybe I'll do that a bit more. But for now, I don't really have a very clear routine. Maybe I, need I that. remember an a intro acting class in college and we'd start off every, one, um, every um, class where we'd all bend over and then scream at the top of our lungs, get off my back like five times as loud as we could. Oh my <laughs> Just God. Just to like I loosen went, yourself up. <laughs> I went to a vocal jazz camp back when I was 17 years old mm. in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And I worked mm. with a fantastic um, uh, voice trainer named, I think her name was Diana Spradling. And one thing she could not stand were typical vocal warm-ups in which it was mm -hmm. a lot of like and like to do to your voice um mm. she recommended highly you know focusing on breathing focusing on you know warming up the vocal cords slowly yeah. and um i can safely say i don't abide by a lot of her advice i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i will say though because because i'm i do recording upstairs here and so the other day i was like did something downstairs and I had to come up to record and then I had to like wait five minutes because I came up the stairs so I was like winded I was like oh I'm not gonna be able to record anything because otherwise yeah. it's gonna come out totally different <laughs> oh yeah and it, and it the thing about especially if you're using a really high quality mic it catches every single mm -hmm. breath every single like mm -hmm. we said every single click you know if you're even just slightly out of breath for whatever reason or even if you just had a drink of water it completely yep. changes the timbre of your voice um so yeah, it's it's uh you know it, it's a fascinating it, world, right? <laughs> it really is. It really is. It's interesting to think about how uh you know the way we handle our voices. Just you know, I think about when I wake up in the morning and my voice has dropped several octaves, and mm -hmm. like, can I just bottle this so I can use it later? <laughs> I really love that. Like whenever you have a, a cold or something, and you've got like that gravelly phlegm or whatever. Oh, that's stuff. what yeah. I learned. I could do Christian Bale's Batman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Batman>. <laughs> um, what would you like to have happen with your character on Cersei? Oh, I don't know. I may want to. Hang on, let me get a notepad so I can be taking notes. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Alex. Maybe I want her actually freaking reunited with her wife. 
Maybe. I guess that maybe was, we could do that, that at some great. point. Um, I don't know, though. You know, I mean, remember when Jim and Pam got together and the show was over? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing is uh, the other image I've had is um, one thing that I, I, I would love to see happen with Pragma. And she is emotional. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I kind of had this idea in my head, this image of her pulling out a sword and just screaming like, back away from my wife and it's something like that you know I, I just something about that burst of defensiveness and just showing that you know being royalty is also about being a leader being a general mm -hmm. it would be kind of cool to see if she has that kind of sort of uh like that side like, could she have a sword i kind of would love that if she had a sword uh, pretty much yeah it's the plan i will talk a little bit about it because even though nothing is written yet but yes i one day they will hopefully be reunited even though they're you know many light years apart right now Time but there is their, their their past history which is the what i call you know um lord of the rings except gay tagline oh, for the show yeah. and so they will go on an epic quest at some point with a fellowship of awesome people and so, so yeah we get the scene of eowyn practicing sword fighting then hanging the sword with aragorn only it's thyra <laughs> and pragma mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. excellent excellent i i approve Fantastic. And the one, uh, the one other um, requirement I have for the show is I would never have one of me as in a hetero white dude on the show ever. <laughs> That's the other requirement. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There'll be a whole bunch of, uh, you know, women, non-binary people, trans people, whatever. Yeah, a whole fun fellowship. Listen, if we can get the whole Rainbow Fellowship, the Fellowship of the Rainbow, <laughs> fantastic mm -hmm. uh, Oh, I can just see the new logo now. The Fellowship <laughs> of, the, of the Rainbow. <laughs> That was it. The other I was telling you about the other day. Yeah, it was like uh, I think someone was saying it's like Ostium except lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> could be gayer. Is gayer. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I tend to turn that up. Yeah. Um, so, trick question: How do you know Arden Rachel, the voice of Thyra? Thank you for asking. Arden Rachel is my real life wife. Um, what? One more time. What? <laughs> Arden Rachel and I have been married for over six years. We have been together for over 11. And um, that's also how we knew, you know, we knew Alex over here is, yeah. you know, Arden came to the bookstore quite a bit, obviously to visit. And um, we were both called upon to be a part of the Ossium project because Alex knew we were both actors and we we're both creative souls and, um, it's definitely, and we're gonna, I know we're gonna talk about this more, but it's definitely affected the way I have played the character because I am mm -hmm. literally playing <laughs> the wife of my wife's character. So it's just mm -hmm. wifeception all around. Yeah, I don't remember what it was I came up with that because I had Arden cast first as so Thyra doing that. And then just, yes, knowing you and knowing I wanted to use, you know, your voice in some way and then be like, and knowing this fact that you guys are married and it's mm -hmm. like, I got to make this work somehow. And then my mind just did its world building thing. It's like, everyone, yes, we'll do it that way. That'll be perfect. <laughs> surprise everyone. The secret's out. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I kind of love the idea of people knowing too, because it's just, it, it, got, it, it brings a whole new depth to, oh my gosh, I could listen to that mini sode again of Pragma crying over Thyra and mm -hmm. wow, there's, yeah. some, there's some depth to that. <laughs> It's so real. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and has that come into your mind a bit too when you were doing that part of thinking on that level? Oh my God. I remember when you put that tweet out about how you were moved by my performance. I was mm -hmm. thinking about if so, if I lost Arden. 
Yeah. Uh, and and, and I, I don't want to lie. I don't want to be like, oh, you know, it was just plain old acting. And yeah, no. <laughs> no, it was legitimately me getting into From the my damn heart. Of, you know, um, yeah, just tugging at the heartstrings of, you know, when I said my Thyra, it's basically, you know, my Arden, you know, Mohishla mm-hmm. is what I call her, my pulse, my heart. <laughs> and so. Um, Taking notes the, again. <laughs> what's up? taking notes again <laughs> yeah take notes um yeah so um i i very much you know especially when i did that one minisode and when she's talking about you know how she's trying to move on as a as mm-hmm. queen despite the fact that she has no idea where she is that was one big part of my emotion but also um the episode with monica that everyone got to hear um very much the same mm-hmm. thing thinking about arden and then imagine being told hey you know your wife who you've been missing for years i think i know where she is mm-hmm. and it's funny because you know i had to say forsooth which was really hard <laughs> for me to take seriously at first mm-hmm. but when you actually hear me go you know what on albion do you mean and forsooth that is actually my like me like pushing out like mm-hmm. a, a feeling of Oh my God, you found her? Holy shit. <laughs> I can now hug and kiss her and then it's great. The only word you can get out because you're so full of yeah, emotion. Yeah, basically the, the gay coming out, making forsooth sound organic, which I'm still very <laughs> proud of. Uh, making forsooth sound like an actual <laughs> thing. Now, um, we don't have Arden here, but do you know if Arden does a similar thing when she's doing her parts? You know, it's funny. I could seriously just shout to her right now, but she's a, <laughs> I think she's a little preoccupied. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she does the same thing. You would have to ask her. Um, okay. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of it, but I also think the stakes are quite different um, between the mm-hmm. two characters. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what Thyra has gone through has been traumatizing in its own way. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just remember when she first did like the really kind of creepy voice for yeah. Thyra. Yeah, right. she's, she's gone through a lot yeah yeah so <laughs> a lot and so I, I do wonder if part of you know what arden's had to do is also think like i'm in a really weird zone right now <laughs> kind of, instead of like just pining for uh mm-hmm. you can't just go oh i miss my wife but also what yeah. is happening to me yeah yeah <laughs> yep. well and the I'm reason i bring it up too clear. is because um i don't know if you've heard so the first episode of season six so we're now on as of this recording, the third episode, I think, is out. Or yes. second episode. Um, but the first episode actually has almost like the other half to your episode from Ostium, where Monica now has met up with Thyra and is telling her, yeah, I saw her. <laughs> she's, she's alive. Oh, she's well. And it just, yeah. and so there's a great little emotional scene with that. And again, Arda just killed it. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yep. Arden, Arden crushes it. Uh, just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so happy not just to work with you, obviously, but also mm-hmm. to work with my wife in a creative way, because we do collaborate a lot creatively. Mm-hmm. You know, she focuses more on visual art and I focus on writing. So sometimes we'll collaborate that way, combining visuals with, with, yeah. with language, but also we like to write, you know, we, we play D and D together. So we collaborate with character interaction. So it's just another way for us to really you know (laughs) engage with each other and help our creative forces you know she inspires me uh i inspire her she's the reason why my first novel was published to begin with Mm -hmm. because she knew the ins and outs of how to Mm -hmm. get it so published so i owe her a lot and i'm just really grateful that i get this opportunity to be like yay i get to (laughs) i get to be her princess (laughs) non-binary but you know it's neither here nor there but also potentially her knight in shiny armor in the future too. Yes, with that the knight. Sword. Yes, if I have the sword. The sword. Yes. Oh, maybe that's how you would say it. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> just gold. And then I just imagine Monica just goes, do you really have to say it that way? That may have been a put on. I understand. Yes. Now, again, I will leak a little thing. Again, nothing is written and this is all years away. But in my mind, somehow in that future fellowship, Monica is there also. Yes, I like that. <laughs> like a Mary and Pippin vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are we going? All of a took. What were you like, listeners, to get from your performance of Pragma? I I just want to be able to tell a good story, and I want people when they hear Pragma's story to feel like they get, you know, a sense of emotional just maybe not the right word is release, but that's the only one I can think of. Mm -hmm. And that she has a very authentic, genuine, raw story. And so I've always been a storyteller um, since I was a child. You know, I think telling stories is one of the most primitive, but also most natural ways to convey the human condition. And um, it's why I write. It's why I perform musically. It's why I act you know, I, I want them to be able to get away from my performance that, you know, stories are not dead. We're not just locked into like a, a 10 second loop of audio or things like that. It, mm-hmm. People are still very interested in taking time to experience um, uh, a character's journey, a character's emotions. And I think there are so many ways to convey that story so we don't have to shame anyone for the way they consume that story. Mm-hmm. I think there are ways to tell beautiful stories in 10 seconds. I think there are beautiful ways to tell stories in 16 hours. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing I just really enjoy about podcasts is that it's also an opportunity to be able to hear something while also engaging kinetically in something that either you need or you want to do. Mm-hmm. It provides comfort when you say, do the dishes or, you know, you're relaxing from a hard day and, you know, let's, let's hear about time travelers and sorceresses and princesses, you know, not even just a means of escape, but also a means of exploration. And that's yeah. what I really want them to get out of it. Plus, you know, just how fabulous she is. And so <laughs> she's a totally fabulous monarch. And I will, now, I will stand by that forever. <laughs> Speaking of fabulous, what do you like to do for fun? Oh, man. Um, I mean, <laughs> fun and, and passion sometimes don't always go hand in hand, but I, I do love mm-hmm. writing when I can get it down. Mm-hmm. I love performing. I love uh, singing, playing guitar. Um, I do uh, love playing some Dungeons and Dragons. I actually do have a TikTok where I cosplay as various characters I've made up just for fun. Um, you know, but apart away from the arts, I, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy playing Animal Crossing every single day. <laughs> New Horizons is just my, it's, it's mm-hmm. my game addiction and, and I, I can't fight it. Um, I love <laughs> spending time with my wife and my two cats, Binks and Gunner. Love going on walks, not just on the beach, <laughs> but in the neighborhood. <laughs> um, I really enjoy, you know, cooking and trying new foods and, uh, having a cider with friends and playing mm, board cider. games and uh, collecting swords. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, that one is a bit more expensive. I haven't been able to do that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff I like to do. And sometimes it just means sitting back and playing a game of online Mahjong while uh, mm-hmm. watching a, a YouTube drama video, you know, <laughs> 
given the way my job has been education with everything that's been going on, which is a whole yeah. podcast episode for a completely different mm-hmm. podcast. Um, I try to find ways to, you know, we like to say we're, we were having enrichment time in our enclosure these days. <laughs> um, and, and uh, I think it's sometimes nice to take breaks from the really, you know, from the passion projects to be able to just kind of loaf around and just, uh, you know, enjoy just resting, listening to music, things like that. I will tell you that I am working on a poetry book. Um, uh, Pretty much almost all of it is poems I've already published, uh, but I'm Mm -hmm. also, um, I'm officially publishing them instead of just in a blog. I'm also publishing Mm -hmm. them in a book that will be hopefully coming out in April. The tentative title is Hyperfixations. And uh, so, yeah, if you're interested in that, uh, I, I was going to say, yeah, share it. Share any socials. Um, yes. Or links so or you can find, first of all, you where can, can find people you. find me? Find yes. you, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me. Uh, first of all, you can find me on Goodreads under the name Belinda Roddy. That is where you will find currently my self-published novel, Insert Self Discovery, here, which got a lovely review from uh, Mr. Talander himself. <laughs> um, which I appreciate. Um, you can also find me on TikTok uh, under the name Chaotic Nerd Boy with an I. Uh, that is where you'll see more of my niche D&D work and cosplay work and just kind of goofing around on an app that may or may not be banned from the United States in the future. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, still around at the time of this release. <laughs> I, 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 I am planning to put out, once I have a few more books published, um, probably put out an official Facebook uh, mm-hmm. artist page. Um, that has yet to come out. So those really the two main websites you can find me on is goodreads and tiktok you gotta love the uh the dichotomy, <laughs> dichotomy. um and uh you know and if and just for for anyone else who's interested uh if you look at sixfold uh writing journal my poetry just placed fourth in their winter issue so it will be published online in the future uh after this interview is out so there you go oh, awesome um i have to add, just think it real quick um, are you recording this right now on Arden's equipment? No, I'm using just the regular. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that the sound is very clear and everything. Sounds great. So that's one thing I love about this. Uh, I'm using a work computer and just using the mm. built-in mic, and I actually mm-hmm. use it for OK Zoomer, and it is surprisingly crisp. It is. Yeah, it's very clear. <laughs> I was about so, to say, I assume and, you're and, using your Blue Yeti, but no. <laughs> no, it's not here. No, it's just desk. Um, <laughs> yeah, just so, um, oh yeah, and I guess that's something else I should mention is if you are interested in being part of an online theater mm-hmm. company, um, we do have a Discord, OK Zoomer Theater Company. If you are interested in that, um, I suppose you'll have to just let Alex know and we'll try to hook you up. Or they'll, um, or they'll find you through your socials and, and get to Yeah, find you. it through my yeah. socials. You'll be able to, um, I, I may have to put a link up for my socials for uh, mm-hmm. do Goodreads and things like that, but maybe I'll be able to do an official. And I will try my best to remember to put in the links in yes. the um, show notes for this episode on Patreon yes. and on release on the regular maybe, feed when it maybe, comes out. Uh, I don't know if you have any affiliate stuff on the Ostium Discord, but that might be something we can talk about mm-hmm. just kind of link yeah. it a little bit so you know but that mm-hmm. is my totally. online theater company that has been going on since uh march of 2020 so it's been around for almost three years what happened and then is there something that happened on march that year i can't remember mm, i can't imagine what <laughs> happened mm, mm, i wonder uh and we actually we started as a replacement for live theater and now we are more of a space for um theater accessibility for those people who maybe mm-hmm. 
their schedules don't allow them to have a rehearsal uh, mm -hmm. schedule for theater or they might have um, a disability that, pre that prevents yeah. them from being in theater or they might have stage fright. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. It's become a space more for an accessibility platform and for people if they want to present their original work and premiere it in some way. Mm -hmm. We want to provide that option as well. So, um, yeah, if I forgot anything, awesome. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty good. And I'm, unfortunately, I have to cut this short now because I have to go get my son from school. So yes, thank you so much, Belinda, for doing this. This was really awesome. Thank and you, Alex. I really yeah. appreciate being on here. And uh, yeah, Welcome everyone out. now can uh, get go all daw for knowing that. <laughs> I'm married I go back and listen to all the episodes and everything again and in a new light and and get ready for um, future episodes. Season two is uh, I'm casting it right now and it's coming together. And eventually we'll get to have Pragma and Thyra going on campaign together. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'll roll for initiative and we'll go from there. <laughs> Perfect.